Hello and welcome to the second February podcast from Big Finish. That was Mr. Paul Sprack cheering on his own. <laughs> He's still going. Hey, I would love to join in. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not not as happy as you. Oh, that hurts me. Hello, I'm yeah. Nick Briggs, and as you heard, Paul Sprague is here, and Hello. just over the way, Rob Sheeran. I am hooraying in, sort of, internally well, at the moment. Can I just say, it I just have a huge internally. apology to make for the previous podcast. I forgot to give the fact of the week. In the last podcast, I should mm. have said that that week in 1855... The devil's hoof prints appeared in the snow overnight in Devon. They didn't, though, did they? <laughs> Actually, well, that's what it says in my equity diary. What, did he leave a signature by them? I mean, well, I mean, how would we know that they were the devils? Really? I mean, it could just have been a goat. OK, now I'll give you this week's fact, all, all right? right? This okay. week's fact is in, in 2004... Yeah. This is a rubbish that's not, that's not very historical. And exactly. Mattel announced that Barbie and Ken were to separate... <laughs> Oh no! I had no idea they'd split up. Yeah. What, what happened? They seemed so happy together. That's actually ruined my entire childhood because I spent all my formative years playing with Barbie and Ken. Yeah. And <coughs> and torturing them, but but nevertheless, with a blue I, torch. Yes. I, I, uh, Are they dating other people? <laughs> Uh, listen, I'm not going to make light of this Barbie and Ken thing because I made light of the previous. I think Barbie's now with action, which, man, was about isn't she? Under, <laughs> which was about underarm. I'm just going to keep talking. It was about underarm bowling, and uh, all you sports yeah. fans out there got very cross that I was unimpressed shall we, shall by a fact. Yes, you, oh, go on. You go were on. mocking sports. Yeah. You mustn't do that. Yeah. Can, we, can we mock? I'd like to mock sports because I, I don't. Oh, my microphone has been moved closer. That's worrying. <laughs> That's in yeah. anticipation of, of, of your sport mocking. Excellent. Okay, go on. Well, well, okay, well, let's read this email first, which is from Stephen, which says, uh, Love the new weekly-ish podcast, but upon listening to January Podcast 3, I'd like to comment on Nick's supposedly rubbish calendar. I'm not sure if anyone on the podcast realised that the only reason Trevor Chappell's underarm ball, and indeed the last mm. underarm ball in the history of cricket, is significant. Mm. Trevor Chappell infamously bowled the ball underarm, rolling down the pitch to New Zealander Brian Meckney, right. to prevent him from hitting a six off the final ball to win the game from New Zealand. Right. Oh. Oh, what? Well, all right. Well, my oh, father yeah. would care because he because he loves cricket. My father. <laughs> he actually made our back garden when I was born into a full-length cricket pitch, so I could be out there from the age of whatever two, learning to be an England playing cricketer. I wasn't. I, I didn't do it in the end because I wasn't actually very good. But, but cricket is, you know, <laughs> is actually part of my life. It's, it's sort of it's sort of in my blood, even though I don't actually like I it very much. I don't like cricket. Um, so that, that's, that's the only useful thing that sport has going for it. That occasionally, there's a decent song attached to it. Yeah, yeah. I, th I thought. See, I don't quite understand this because my understanding was, oh, it's the, it's the fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry but, about that. I'll shave it off. <laughs> <laughs> but my understanding was that that sci-fi fans and enjoying sport didn't really go together. No, no, it happens a lot. Does it? Of course, it does. It didn't used to back in my day. I remember when all this was fields. You know. You you shouldn't ghettoize fandom like that. Fandom really? have tons of interests. Oh, okay. I'm not being ironic either. It just sounds like <laughs> I am because that's what I sound like. No, no, no. It's honestly yeah. true. Yeah. I know lots of cricket obsessed Doctor Who fans. Oh, okay. I don't like them. 
One of them is Peter Davis. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious that, uh, that fan, sports though, fans really? sports fans have no sense of humour about sport if you tell them that sport is rubbish. They 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 yeah. they, they look well, at Doctor you like Who they fans are always amused if you do that to them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, spent my, I've spent my yeah, well, I am. I've spent my life being told that Doctor Who's rubbish and just laughing about it. Whereas I said when I was yeah. on tour with Brideshead Revisited, there was a very nice guy in the the cast. There were many nice people in the cast, and he was a perfectly nice, polite person. And I just made a passing comment that I hated sport and thought it was all rubbish. And it, and he he sort of turned around and I expected to see him just smile and he looked like he wanted to kill me. Do you remember? And he said, that is yeah. the most ignorant thing I have ever heard anybody <laughs> say. And I thought, I don't think it is. I mean, think about racism. That's probably more ignorant. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know, though. Do you remember back in, I think it's 81, back at a panopticon, it was Anthony Ainley's first convention appearance and he went on stage and all he wanted actually from the audience, because it was at the same time as, as a test match, yes. was... Um, to know how the cricket was going and people were just shout, shouting out random lying scores and he got more and more cross because, because he could say is, is that really it? And he'd say no you're just you're just lying again aren't you? And, and, and you can see it actually because I've, I've got a video of it and you just see him, you can see his heart breaking and he getting more and more angry because he realizes it's like he's addressing an entire, you know, several hundred people none of whom care remotely about cricket and it's all that he cares about it's wonderful uh, yeah, that's actually why he turned to evil and wanted to take over the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd have been naive. If that in sports, I'd be more interested. Yeah. The only sport I have any interest in is tennis. That I, I and I only really watch Wimbledon, and that's it. Then you see, that's wins. rubbish as well. I'm quite fond well. of tennis. <laughs> I, I, I used to play badminton quite a bit. Yeah, it's so like tennis, but for lazy people because yes. the because because the ball has got wings attached yeah. and, it, and it's much much slower you can you can go for a walk but, you I, know, I did like Bamlington when I was a kid shots. actually because you could Bamington's really hit fun. it you could really hit the shuttlecock hard. anyway listen um, coming yeah. out this month is the Perpetual play. Bond the Companion Chronicles release and uh, oh, David right. Richardson the producer of uh, the Companion Chronicles and Lisa Bauman who directed it had this to say about it okay good Good morning, Mr. Oh, yeah, it's very early, isn't it's it? It's very early. Oh. Oh, why are we podcasting so early in the morning? I know, that was your idea. I know, well, <laughs> Nick asked me too. All right. Hello, I, over I, in the office. Hello, Nick. Hello, hello Sprague. Hello. Sorry I, I, we can't I, be with you. I keep hearing about all this crisp business. What's, what's all that about? Shh, don't mention the crisps. Okay, okay. Mo- moving on. Okay, moving on. Move, no, no, no eating or slurping. Oh, no. Anyway, we're here to talk about the perpetual, perpetual bond. So, that... New companion for the first Doctor. New companion. Played by Tom Allen. He was your idea, wasn't he? He was my idea. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm only going to say... <laughs> Sorry, Nick, we'll have to edit that. <laughs> Oliver Harper. That's the one. Thank you. Oh, my God, it was so many months ago. Yes, no, uh, yes Tom Allen was my idea. He, he's um, an actor that I... Unsurprisingly, and everybody's heard this before, I took his um, photos ages ago because his agent used to be Wendy Padbury. Do you just wander around taking photos? I do. Did you tell them you were going to do it? No, no. They come to me. paparazzi. They they pay me for it. They pay me for it, the fools. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'd met him many years ago. And then I I think I was in the car driving into London and I heard uh, Bleak Expectations, which I hadn't heard before. I thought, ooh, that boy's good. Not as he... Good, he's rather funny, and his timing was fantastic, and he had a good voice. And I thought, 
Oh, and then when I heard the cast list at the end, I thought, well, there we are. Tom Allen didn't have his phone number, happened to bump into him at a, at a party um, maybe a year later, made sure I got his number. And um, when something right comes along, like any actor, you suddenly put uh, two and two together. You think, ah, yes, I know who will be good for this. Fantastic. And he, yes, he's brilliant, actually. We've, we've got him lined up for three Companion Chronicles That's altogether. Interesting character, Oliver Harper. He's yep. um, he's a man with a secret. A man with a secret, very much of his age. Yeah, it's, uh, a... it's very. We, we were trying to root it very, very firmly in the sixties. Yeah. So yes, set in the nineteen sixties. Mm. Um, I think it's nineteen sixty-seven, isn't it? It's certainly yeah. R- real period okay. story. Oh, absolutely. Um, you've set gone in London. for that sort of very 60s film series Yeah, sound, we asked uh, Richard and Lauren, the sound editors, to come up with, with a, a theme. We were trying to decide, um, Simon Guri and myself, we were discussing our favourite 60s themes, how sad are we? And um, I was very much of the sort of Johnny Dankworth, slightly jazz-orientated um, big band thing. And actually, Simon quite rightly said he was influenced very much by the IT, the old ITC, sort of the champion sort of thing. Mm. So we, we gave this remit to uh, Richard and Lauren, who came up with a really funky uh, opening sequence and, and used it during the course of the uh, mm. the episodes um, so we're very pleased with that but again it roots it very much in its time mm. it's like you know getting the root master buses sounding chuggy enough and the uh, the, the bells and the buses sounding good you know, sadly I, I remember it the first time round. so um, I was I was quite picky but it was uh, I, I love doing stuff like that I mm. just love it yeah and I have to say as a Doctor Who fan myself I'm, I'm really excited by this release because um, it takes an old era of Doctor Who. It starts seconds after the end of the Dalek Master Plan, and then it spins off in a whole new direction. A new companion, new characters, a new story arc. Um, I think uh, it works quite well for, for a different dynamic for Stephen as well, for, for Peter yeah. Purvis's character. Peter loved that, didn't he? He, he really, really got excited by it. Absolutely. He really, he really went for it. And I, I think every so often if you inject something new into something that you're familiar with yeah. just shows another facet of the character definitely and uh, I think that really proved its point in this one right well we're going to leave you with a clip bye for now bye bye <laughs> Harper speaking hello is anyone there The net was closing. Georgie couldn't keep his mouth shut, and the police would be on to me next. No point in running. I'd seen people try. Only made things worse. But I didn't relish being arrested at work, dragged off in handcuffs with all the traders gawping. So, um, Paul, uh, the competition uh, set in January. Oh, yes. What What, about it? What was the question? What was the question? I know what it was. I just want you to say. The, The question was... You know all of those people from Blue who we keep featuring in audios, of which I know that you're a huge fan of their oeuvre. That's Blue right. Is, all right. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, and uh, who are Blue? There's some, some sort of band. I don't know. They're, 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 they're a popular beat combo. Have they right? split up now? Yeah, they split That's up a while ago. Apparently, they're re-formed. It's like Ken and Barbie. Oh God! Really? Not like they're not like Ken and Barbie. No. Okay, anyway, I, I rather like Fly By Two. That was one of their best hits. You mentioned that before. Yeah. Uh, so that that was that was very good. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, I, yes. What was the I question? doing? Telling us the question. The question was, Duncan James yes. of Blue right. has appeared in a Big Finish audio, and what was the name of the Big Finish audio? And the answer was Max Warp. Yes. Not as someone emailed in to say the Time Warp. Oh, yeah. Didn't someone else say Legally Blonde? Someone else said Legally Blonde, yeah. Is that a Doctor Who story? No. no. Oh, I don't know. I think he was trying to be funny. Was he? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think that is but, funny. But, you know, well, Stop that, being so cool that is quite a good joke. It was, well, Dan, that, that, it was Dan McGrath who, who sent that in. Oh, in that case, that's no, rubbish. <laughs> I don't like Dan McGrath. It, it doesn't matter because he's not winning. So yeah, he, no, no, whether Sorry, he was Dan. funny or not, he's not won. Uh, there's, so no prizes, tough, there's no prizes for being funny, Dan. No. <laughs> We've learned that, haven't we, Nick? Over the years. Oh, yes, my you dear Dan. naive. You oh, oh, oh. I escaped from Xenophas. <laughs> I thought you said uh, you ice skated from Xenophas. That's actually Xenophas. how he escaped from Xenophas, was that he ice skated from I'm, I'm not so, discussing that any further. Are we randomly selecting a winner? Yeah. Yes, would you like to randomly select a winner, Rob? Yes. No, give, give me a number and I will count to that number and they'll have won. Six. Six? Mm. You've not had six entrants, have you? Well, six people have got the, got, got the question right. Well, this is interesting because it's, it's an email that says, Hi, Nick, Paul and David. The answer to the January competition is Max Warp. And a really yeah. rather fantastic story it was too. But then it says, In the very unlikely event that I do win... Which, which they have. Which they have. Yeah. Address as follows. And so what's, what's oh, the name? Yeah. His name is Chris Myers. Chris Myers is the winner of the competition. That's well good. Well done, Chris. He says, keep up the good work. Loving all your output at the moment. It really is second to none. He's in uh, Potter's Bar. Oh, excellent. Well, Chris, I'm, I'm glad to have confounded your expectations. There you go. I'm sure you'll be delighted. Send him Max Warp again. <laughs> <laughs> Since you liked it so much, yeah. <laughs> use it as a coaster. A second. I'm just, <laughs> anyway, we, yes. can, we can send him. Uh, we don't care what he uses. As long as, oh no, he's not going to pay for it. No, forget it. No, uh, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, shall we uh, finish off with another listener's um, email? Oh, oh, let's, let's have a quick look. Always pause before that. I want to say letter. That's yeah, how old I it am. Isn't a letter with my old it's an email. Well, how, how about this? Oh, actually, we've we've really not got to the bottom of this ever because we haven't even answered from the previous one uh, about Gallifrey. So let's let's throw that in now. What about are, Gallifrey? Are we oh, going yeah. to be at it? I am not. Jason Hay Gallery is. I don't Sarah Sutton's going, isn't she? She meant to go. Like, she was going last year, but then couldn't because of yeah. personal circumstances. Hmm. So yeah, so, so so Jason will be there, and I think Richard Dinnick's going as well. Right. Okay. Excellent. So, so uh, do you want this other letter? It's, yeah, go it's, on. It's from Fatena or Fatina. 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 Sorry. I I love Fatina from, from Chicago. Yeah. Yes, Fatina. Sorry, Fatina. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's a very good friend of mine. Oh, they, well, do you want yeah, to hear what she has mind. to say? Yes, please. Would you just like to just but keep, she prefers to, like to just keep talking over this? <laughs> no. She gave me a calendar last Christmas. Oh, yeah, that was really did nice it have chocolates in it? It had, it had Chicago on it. But did it have chocolates Because I'm fine. It had no chocolates, no. Oh, well. no. So actually, I've, I've now gone off that. No. Fatina, what did Fatina say? She said, big hello to the podcast posse. Hello. Oh, hello. Thought I'd send something to you all this time around. Just finished listening to the first January podcast and was very happy to hear that Chris's are officially legal fare based upon the majority vote. Hope uh, we've silenced the anti-Chris brigade. I don't think we have, Fatima. Also have to share that I absolutely roared with laughter at hearing the Crisp Alert suggestion in action. Glad to help out there. 
Thank you, Fastener. It was we had an alarm go really? off and everything, and my voice echoing all over the place. It was just meant to be fun, but it was it, the the, the well, very tiny well, number of people it. who were upset were so upset that we just thought it's not fair to the people who were upset. You know, no. sometimes you don't always do things just for the majority. Sometimes it's important if people are well, very fact, upset. It, it's actually Doctor Who's taught us anything over the years. That that is the thing it's taught us. Has it really? Yeah, that they you know that it's not about the 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 majority consensus it's about those those little moments you know like you know watching a sunset eating a well-prepared meal you know those things aren't irrelevant they are irrelevant i'm just i'm just saying that actually that I, I agree with you i i think you know it, it's about celebrating yeah the individual i, I don't know, i don't know how we got onto that from, and just for the sake of a couple of crunchy crunchy jokes yeah, if people aren't enjoying your eating into a microphone which i can understand actually yeah just because most people don't care, it doesn't mean that those people who have a problem with it haven't got a good point. Yes. I'm quite angry on their behalf. Already. <laughs> I didn't expect to be, a, a, to you be this angry. You move into Tombridge Wells. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, good. Yes. Anyway, she, she carries on that she, uh, she's been listening to uh, Series 2 of Jago and Lightfoot yeah. and says uh, she's uh, gone ahead and pre-ordered not only Series 3 download, but Series 4 download as well. Good for you. She, she says, I really, really enjoy all the banter and madness in your podcast. Please keep them coming. Long live Jago and Lightfoot. Oh, Jago and Lightfoot. I've just finished listening to the first series because I was shamed into it. Um, but uh, I've really enjoyed it, really. And, and I've got the second box set here, which actually has still got the wrap on it, so I'd better take it off now. Yes, you, it'd be helpful if you took the wrapping off. I, I still the haven't trouble listened is I, to, to the first I, I was Well, I was listening to I the first lot either, when yeah. I was driving home from the other office, but now I live in walking distance. How am I going to... You know, when am I going it's to listen to them now? See, I, I would, I've been listening to, uh, to other things. I've been, I've been trying to catch up on recent recent releases and upcoming releases is this I've, Blue oh, you've been listening goodness. to Blue yes I've, yeah. I've, I've been listening to a bit of Blue yes yeah. I've been listening to Prisoner of the Sun with a bit of Blue in it um, and I've been listening to Lucy Miller which we'll, we'll uh, be getting on to yes we will yeah oh well um, uh, hmm. Fastener says uh, P.S. more of you need to cross the pond and come to Chicago TARDIS in November if the BF finances allow if it's any incentive our local Doctor Who group will make extra fudge for you oh they do do yeah, yeah. fudge is excellent yes. I mean, it really is a great they convention a table Chicago TARDIS yeah. the people there are lovely I've always enjoyed Chicago TARDIS it's great fun and you do you meet nice people who you end up just really sort of great being friends, friends of really yes. really great friends yeah. I mean, like, like Fatner, Fatner who I met Kurt, years ago who, and you know we must mention Kurt Kurt Peck who's great yeah he, he's a great friend yeah. yeah, so good. So I'll be looking forward to Jago and Lightfoot Series 2. And in response to uh, some of the people who've made a comment about, oh, why hasn't Nick Briggs heard Jago? Surely it's his job to listen to everything. The thing is... Who said that? that? I can't name names. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the thing is that part of my job is to delegate to people who I trust. And uh, David Richardson is someone, you know, who I recruited for the job because I trusted him and thought he was brilliant. And he has proved himself to be so over and over again. Mm. And and if it were possible to exceed my expectations of him, he's brilliant. And, um, yeah, he's superb, David. And if it's goodbye, Dave, goodbye, goodbye, David. And if it's good for David, it's good for me. You know what I mean? I know I trust David. I mean, we did talk about Jacob and life for a lot and uh, and, I, and I'm loving listening to it and of course you see I'm not one of those people who wants everything to be exactly as I would do it mm. you know because you've got to allow people to express themselves in their way as long as you trust them to be good mm. you know and of course I listen to Jago and Life, and I think oh I wouldn't have done that scene like that oh I wouldn't have written it like that but it just means it's bad it means it's just yeah. someone else's take on it but it's and also I mean Doctor Who is such a wide church anyway I mean I think exactly. I think what's amazing about Doctor Who is you can meet 
fellow fans of it and you have nothing in common with them at all because everything they love about Doctor Who could be a completely different decade to the stuff that you like. And it's great that there's such variety to it. So it has to be reflected also in the in the audio range as well. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, there, and you know the vast amount of stuff that uh, we release, it would just it wouldn't be possible for me to listen to everything before it went out. So I just concentrate on the things that I'm directly producing and directing. Well, it's, it's a tricky one anyway, isn't it? I mean, I I would like to sit down and follow everything from. That's, start. that's obviously David Richardson hooting his horn. Yeah. I, I mean, I I like to sit and follow everything from production right, th- you know, from the scripting stages right through. But I, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, and you yeah. can't course, absolutely. read every script and you know, listen to every sound edit. I, and also, every you are remarkably dedicated, Paul. I mean, you know, you do try to read all the scripts beforehand, mainly because when you interview people, they you can't need remember to, what they've just done. Yeah, that's so you have reason. to remind them. Yeah. <laughs> It's brilliant. It's it's one one of the perks of the job. I get to read scripts in advance and then tell Peter Davison what he's just done five minutes earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and it's interesting as well because you you know make comments about the things you've read and heard and you know you 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 do log of things course. that people have said about stuff and it does affect what you do in the future in terms of you know, yeah you know if the reactions of people whose judgment you trust you know has an impact on your work I think we've been so serious aren't we in these parts we we're very reserved yeah. <laughs> We should get Alex Mallinson in and start throwing things around the room. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Does he do that? We have. It's been we, we, yeah, we did. We used Why? To, we used to ping elastic bands at each Why? other. Why? Why would you do that? I've got a beard now. I can't do that elastic band thing. It does make you look quite old. <laughs> it does. Well, there's lots of white in it. Yeah. We see. We see. Mine's gone very, very grey. Can't really tell. What do you mean you can't tell? I'm, I'm sitting opposite you. Yeah, but you've got lightish hair anyway, so it just looks yeah. like the sun's caught it. Even though the sun has gone down. Anyway, we've got this other email from Chris Smith that says, to Briggsy, Mr. Richardson, and all other podcasters and fellow Chris So that's just me throwing it at the end, is it? Yeah. That isn't... And me. It's it's not all about you, Rob. You can't be bothered to mention either of us. Yeah. I'm writing in after the last podcast, slight lack of support for the new series of Jacob and Lightfoot. Poor David was left feeling a little lonely. I've just bought it online and I'm downloading it now and cannot be more excited to start listening to it. Yeah, Christopher Benjamin and Trevor Baxter are so perfect as the detective duo that it's a delight to turn on my iPod and listen to them on the way to work. Fantastic. I'm also so thrilled it's going to go on for at least two more series and that such great spin-offs like this and Graceless are coming out of the Doctor Who audio world. Terrific. It's, that's yeah, great, it is. isn't it? It's very exciting. I just love your DVD commentary on this podcast. Yeah. Do you know, I was just thinking the very same thing. I'll just get a CD out and pop it in. What are you currently doing? Sorry, your Lightfoot and Sanders. I think we'll have okay. a clip from. Right. All right. It's a good choice. There's devilish business afoot here. Make no mistake. And this is a case for Lightfoot and Sanders. There you go, Mister Jago. <laughs> No paint for the peerless professor, really? Oh, no, he went off with Sergeant Quick. They've been very solemn, they were. On the trail of your exsanguinated corpse, no doubt. Surprised he didn't ask me to join them. They should have come to you when they need help. Mm. There we are, that was Lightfoot and Sanders. That was very yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Looking forward to listening to that. That was, um... This, David this is Collings. The, this is, this oh. is dead air now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it won't be. There'll be some music behind it. Yeah. <laughs> there seems to be another... It's another competition. Oh, no. No, quick. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh no. Rob. Rob. What? I was trying really hard there.
1963 by Niall Boyce. The man cowered before his attacker. 